Hello and good afternoon. Welcome to the Yellow Tape Podcast brought to you by Higher Police. Higher Police provides armed security officers and public safety classes that are instructed by highly trained law enforcement and previous military personnel. For more information, visit our website, higherpolice.com. The Yellow Tape Podcast is hosted by myself, Sean Lewis. I'm the owner of Higher Police and our show is co-hosted by our Higher Police Crisis Director uh, with me today, Nathan Almer. Say hello. 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 Uh, you can review the timelines we're sharing today, along with any maps, videos, etc., cetera, uh, on our Higher Police Facebook page. And feel free to ask us any questions on our Twitter account or maybe any story ideas that you'd like for us to cover at Higher Police. All right, starting off our story today, we're going to recap the events that happened on February 28th, 1997. Uh, that was the North Hollywood shootout. This is uh, one that Nate's been wanting to cover for a little while. Um, this one uh, is basically from 9.17 a.m. to 10.01 a.m. I think we got a little bit of uh, audio we can play in the background. Let me see if this will work. That's a little bit of the um, police scanner. Um, you can actually pull it up on YouTube. We'll put some of the links in there. Uh, but the thing that made, I think, this different um, than most crimes, the entire thing was on TV. Uh, the Well, maybe not the entire thing, but pretty much the entire uh, 44 minutes um, of a mess was recorded live on TV. So people were watching around the country. Um, it's a big deal because the, uh, the robbers at the time were heavily armed uh, with body armor, automatic machine guns. And at this point, um, you know, the, uh, the police officers didn't care anything that was really putting a stop to these guys. Uh, I'll read a little bit of the timeline. Um, it was a warm, sunny day. The nation watched as one of Los Angeles' most hellacious police shootouts unfolded on live television. Two brazen bank robbers clad in dark ski masks and heavy body armor unleashed an unmatched assault on the officers, spraying about 1,300 armor-piercing rounds from fully automatic assault rifles. More than 300 law enforcement officers responded, many of them with only small arms. Small arms meaning, what, pistol, right? Hey? Yeah. Yeah, pistol. Small arm. Um, and back then they had the little 38s, too. Well, I mean... Right. I, I, I'm not really exactly familiar with from like, the pictures I saw. Right, right. from what uh, the LAPD carried at the time, but I do believe that is one of the calibers they carried. Right. But I think it was, I think their standard patrol guys had 9mm Berettos. Okay. All right, yeah, I got some um, figures on that coming up. So basically, it's a bloody 44-minute showdown. It ended with the gunmen dying in the street, both of them. 11 officers uh, were wounded and 7 civilians uh, were wounded. What was crazy, um, and we'll go into this a little bit later, is that you know, the only two people that died were the two uh, the two criminals. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of rounds not to kill somebody. I would have thought, yeah. Like I said, I mean, I, when you said it had happened live. Right. Um, Sorry, I, I actually do remember uh, coming home from school and actually seeing it because, like, with the time zone differences, you know, I believe. 
Oh, you, you watched it? I, I could have swore I watched it. Really? You don't remember? I do not remember. Actually, now that I say that, <laughs> I was like, well, hang on. How old were you? Hang on. So, how old was I? I was it 97? 97, yeah. I probably was probably like a 12 year old, 13 year old. Yeah. But I do remember seeing it on TV. Like I said, and actually, the times don't match up because there's no way I would have, right? Uh, LA from East No, 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 we would have. Because we're three hours behind. You're right. They're three hours behind. They're three hours behind. Yeah. So, so you could have been coming out of school. It was 10 o'clock in the morning. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, 100%. Yep. Yeah. I do remember because I thought it, I mean, not to be dumb, being a young teenager, I'm like, this is awesome. What? What is this, you know? And this is how you are um, started in law enforcement. No, me coming <laughs> in law enforcement was a complete fluke. <laughs> you're I, like, a, I'm going to stop bad guys on TV just like these guys. Nope. Never, <laughs> that was never a thought process. But, no, I definitely, I'm almost positive I remember watching this live, coming home from after school. Because I think it was on the news. I mean, like I said, it was live news, you know? It was live news, right. Yeah. Everybody, um, everybody was broadcasting it. Yeah. Everybody saw it. Um, it changed uh, law enforcement agencies across the nation because then everybody wanted ARs and you know so they need, they need body armor yeah. and everything else, right? I mean, yeah, you got to be prepared to. You got to be prepared, right? So let me uh, let me read the timeline real quick, um, so everybody knows what happened. So basically, there's there's two thieves. Um, we don't go into too much about their names because we don't like to publicize them. And remember, any comments that we make on the show are just our you know theories and. Uh, comments, you know, it's uh, it's just our our suggestions. Um, in no way do we want to take away from any of the actions that were made that day by the local law enforcement officers. Um, the two robbers, we'll call them. Uh, one was named Larry, 26 year old, uh, and Emil, uh, 30 years old at the time. Uh, nothing special about them. One was a career criminal, and one had a somewhat normal life before meeting the other one in a local gym. Uh, they both seem to like full autos and body armor, apparently. Oh, and fun fact, they worked out the same gym as Arnold Schwarzenegger when I was doing the uh, test trail on this. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Arnie's gym. Guess he said the no goals. to the project. <laughs> yeah. All right. So um, so this wasn't their first one, obviously, either. Mm -hmm. These guys warmed up to this. Um, it looked, uh, from my notes, uh, just some points of reference. So on July 14, 95, uh, they robbed an armored car, uh, Brinks armored car, using automatic weapons. The robbery left a security guard dead and the car's driver injured. Um, didn't say how much money they made off with, but rumored again in 1996, they again attempted to rob a Brinks-owned armored car, uh, but this one it didn't work out as well, and it looked like the car actually pulled off and they didn't get any money. Um, and then they moved on to banks. Well, it's, uh, graduated from moving robbery to stationary it's it seems like it's only bank of america though um because they their first robbery was bank of america in la mm -hmm. uh fully automatic weapons they made off with almost eight hundred thousand dollars which is crazy and then a month later on may 31st robbed another bank of america these are all in la um and left with another eight hundred thousand dollars so at this point these guys already made or took off with not really made um a million and a half yeah i don't understand i thought that would like i mean if you were trying to get me to go in on it you're like hey we're gonna do what bank job and we're done you know? right like okay but i mean right million and a half you would have thought they would have been good i mean you think you would just lay low for a while <laughs> i would you were right but so but not a criminal not a criminal no these guys got greedy uh so the north uh north hollywood shootout as it's called was on friday february 28th like we said 1997 at the bank of america located at the 6600 laurel canyon boulevard and that's when the 44 minutes uh began what happened next would forever change the los angeles police department and departments around the country and we go down in history as one of the most infamous gun battles in u.s history basically 
um, which is why we're covering it today. Uh, now, obviously, there's tons of videos. Um, I was watching a National Geographic on one. Um, we, I'll put all the links on the Facebook page later, but there's a there's a ton of document. But today we're just we're going to cover the crime and then uh, ask Nate some questions on, on what he thinks the changes have been, either positive or negative or um, either way, actually. Um, so basically, um, what started it out was 9.17 a.m., two robbers heavily armed and wearing reinforced body armor entered the bank. Just by chance, and this is the crazy thing, two LAPD officers are driving by the bank at the exact moment they spot them. Now, you see two guys, full face masks, right? Full face masks, automatic machine guns. And can you imagine these guys just in their patrol car driving by? Like, did you see that? Yeah, I saw that. I imagine there's got to be a no <laughs> shit factor. Like, oh. Yeah, or like, wait a minute, I get off in 30 minutes. We should just uh, go home. I'm pretty sure a bunch <laughs> of things are going through their heads. Right? They're the first on the scene. I mean, before it literally happens, so you can hear them on the audio we played earlier, mm-hmm. they, uh, they called it in. And then immediately shots fired because these guys go into the bank and just start shooting up the ceiling. So they 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 hear the guns going and are calling it in as exactly the same time as it happened. Um, so that was nine seventeen. As the robbers enter the bank, they fire rounds into the ceiling to announce their presence and intent. The officers outside put a call in of a two eleven in progress. Is that the same up here? No, I think it's all different yeah, everywhere. I think right, the West Coast definitely has a different. Uh, I guess you would say 10 codes, but I mean, what do they call them? Uh, the, the, like a 10 code. It's like the, like, have you ever heard of the 10 four, you know, 10 four. Yeah. yeah, sure. 10, yeah four. 10 four is like acknowledged. Okay. Kind of like in the mil- military, like, um, like solid copy, like, or like Roger that. Okay. So 10 four is like, you're acknowledging, Hey, go do this. 10 four, you know, I got you. um, yeah. LA, or like I said, I think, they have something different going on. Like I don't, I don't recognize what a two eleven is. So I think I remember reading about that. Somehow it's very confusing because if they cross state lines. So yeah, a lot of agencies actually have gotten rid of it um, because of the whole um, working with other agencies. Such you know because like like if you know one agency's t- using ten codes and they're this one, and the next agency uses different ten codes, and if they start kind of if they happen to work on the same channels of like the radio channels, mm-hmm. one saying one and the other, it's basically like talking two different languages. Right, yeah, I wouldn't have any idea yeah, what's going so on. so a lot of agencies have just gone to real plain text. Um, right. there's and, a robbery in yeah. progress. Or so. like actually first you said, like um, um, during the rise, they just said, hey, just, when you're working, everybody just go to plain text or plain speech, you know? Plain speech, because yeah. there's so many different right. departments. So involved. you just say, hey. This is also 97. 97. Yeah, it's different time. It is different time, but I mean, yeah. like I said, they could, I mean, they could still be using their same codes. Oh, yeah, true. Who knows? I mean, um, all right. So back to two eleven in progress, which is robbery. I'm assuming arm robbery, not just the regular. It robbery. could be in progress. Yeah. <laughs> Nine twenty four. One robber exits the bank from the north doors, and then the other exits from the south. I wonder if that was planned. Um, you know, they both go out different doors. Um, obviously, they put their time in uh, looking at what bank they were going to hit. And I think um, the problem with this one is that the Bank of America at this point switched up when their large deposits were going to be made. I was reading that as well. So they, they already didn't have as much um, cash as they thought they were going to get. Um, so they both go out different doors. At this point, they're going to be like, ah, oh, man, <laughs> we're surrounded, right? Mm-hmm. We're surrounded. Oh, you just pulled it up? Yep. So it's 211 it's robbery, robbery and this uh, felonious taking of personal property. So it's still the same. Yeah. Oh, well, I guess I didn't change much. Mm-hmm. All right. So right now you got both gunmen coming out, um, raising their rifles, begin firing. 
they're probably like, ah, that's it. Let's, uh, you know, let's do what we can to yeah, try and get out of here. The jig is up. <laughs> yeah, officers scramble for cover behind patrol cars, trees, walls, whatever they can find. Anything. Yeah, anything. <laughs> I mean, these guys are putting out fully automatic weapons as fast as possible, just blowing through anything. I saw the, um, you know, a lot of videos. They showed a lot of storefronts that were hit. Um, they returned fire at the robbers, but at this point, um, it's having little effect on them. They're uh, they're layered with um, body armor. And they got automatic machine guns firing at their heads. Mm-hmm. Um, several officers and civilians are wounded. Uh, the pair fire indiscriminately across Laurel Canyon Boulevard into the shopping center parking lot. Uh, the bullets travel into nearby homes and businesses. Uh, 9.31 a.m., both robbers moved north toward one of the bank's parking lots where the getaway car is parked in a handicapped spot. Man, <laughs> it's kind of amusing that they parked in the handicapped spot. It would have been funnier if they got towed. They're breaking right? all the laws today. <laughs> like, where was our car? We just put it here a minute ago, and all of a sudden it's you get towed. towed. <laughs> I mean, you think one of them would be a driver or something, right? Somebody on the lookout? you got to have a driver. These guys didn't really think it out, did they? I mean, I've seen heat, you know. you gotta yeah, you got to have a driver. You always never bring a guy at the last minute because no. he's going to mess it up. Or fall asleep in the car, right? Uh, (laughs) All right, so the other uh, retrieves a rifle from the trunk, continues to shoot at anything that moves. So in the midst of the battle, which I thought was really interesting, five officers decide, hey, there's a gun store right down the street. Mm -hmm. Why don't we go load up with some more firepower? So they actually uh, went into a place called the B&B gun shop, Mm -hmm. and they borrowed weapons, which I can only imagine. Because, you know, know, gun shops, paperwork this, paperwork that, especially in L.A., these guys are like, we're going to need a lot of assault rifles and ammo immediately. Yeah, it's really good thinking, actually, because, I mean. It was smart, whoever thought of it. Yeah. Yeah, right? Because, uh, but, I mean, I think at this point, uh, the SWAT was arriving anyway with long guns, right? I mean, because I saw the pictures. A lot yeah, of the I SWAT think, guys had I mean, them. like I said, yeah. And, but the but, patrol guys didn't. The patrol guys did not, yeah. Right. I don't, like I said, I don't even think they had a patrol rifle program. Like I said, uh, I believe what they probably had was probably just shotguns, shotguns with buckshot, probably. Shotguns, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 9.42 a.m., LAPD SWAT arrives on scene. Both robbers remain outside of the vehicle, continue to spray the area with bullets. Now, this is all live on TV, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, 9.53 a.m., the robbers, the robbers split up on foot. Uh, one takes cover next to a trailer parked a few dozen yards from the bank. Uh, the other drives past him and continues east a couple more blocks, um, which who knows why they split up. But uh, the robber on foot, his automatic rifle jams, obviously, after putting that many rounds through it. He pulls out a handgun to continue shooting at the officers. He walks up the street. He is then shot in the hand, which is crazy. Uh, he drops the gun. I, w- I saw the video on that, too. He had it with his right hand. Mm-hmm. Picked it up with his left, and then that's when, I guess, he knows it's over, puts the barrel under his chin and pulls the trigger, ends his own life, and bullets from the officers uh, strike him at the same time. He dies instantly. Mm-hmm. Now we're down to one bad guy. One robber left. Uh, 9.58 a.m., the last guy left attempts to carjack the truck near him he shoots a few rounds through the truck's windshield injuring the driver who actually fleed with the keys to the truck uh so it didn't do him too much good um lapd swat officers speed up in a patrol car the remaining robber takes cover behind his original getaway car and a gun battle ensues um 10:01 a.m finally after being shot 29 times yeah they do they got him pretty good 29 times it's crazy uh, the last robber surrenders to police. Uh, he's alive at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he succumbs to his wounds at the scene, basically bleeding out to death on the street. I'm assuming no tourniquets were given to this guy on the street. It's just, I mean, uh, I'm pretty sure they tried to help. I don't know. He dies on the street, and that's the end of the, uh, end of the 44 minutes. Um, mm-hmm. 
so I got some stats here that we'll read uh, a little bit. Um, so no officer, uh, like I said before, no officers or bystanders were killed. Both bank robbers died in the gun battle. Uh, the 44 minutes in North Hollywood, uh, they stole 350,000 from from the bank, so they did get something. I think most of it was with die packs, though, and it kind of ruined the money. Regardless, um, their firepower for the guns, gun guys out there listening, uh, Beretta or gun ladies listening. Uh, the Beretta 92FS was their pistol of choice, uh, HK91 rifle, Bushmaster XM rifle, and an AK-47 Norinco, I believe I'm saying that right. Um, 1,100 rounds of armor-piercing um, ammo, which would explain all the bullet holes on the police cars. Um, on the other side, on the good guys' stats, 350 police officers eventually showed up. So that's pretty much a lot, half of the LAPD. Um, six civilians were wounded, um, zero deaths. Police were shooting the same a Beretta 92FS pistol, which is a very nice gun. I do like those. Uh, they did have a 38 caliber revolver, which um, my dad used to carry for uh, Baltimore City, which is crazy because you got, what, six shots with those? Six shots in the in the revolver. I believe so. Like, uh, and then you got to dump it and then, you know, speed load it again have, one at a time. A spy, if you don't have a speed loader, yeah. One at a time, all six bullets. And the 38 caliber, I mean, honestly, like if you can shoot that um, – accurately over 20 yards you should have some kind of metal anyway because <laughs> that thing is not only not fun to shoot I've, in my opinion it's not very accurate um 12 well not accurate within you know a certain range close caliber or close range only 12 gauge shotguns they had and then it looks like um they picked up later in the fight a colt model ar6721 patrol rifle they fired uh it looks like 550 rounds fired by the police so an officer was heard on the LAPD police frequency approximately 10 to 15 minutes into the shootout warning other officers that they should not stop the getaway vehicle. They've got automatic weapons. There's nothing that we have that can stop them, mm-hmm. which I mean is a good warning. You know, hey, it's good to know. <laughs> it is good to know. So those are, um, you know, those are the points, um, you know, that we wanted to cover on it. What I'd like to do, um, we'll take a break real quick and then uh, come back. And then we're going to pepper Nate with a bunch of questions on how he thinks this changed, um, you know, the police departments, um, some uh, comments I was reading uh, from some of the links uh, from, you know, regular people like myself that are, you know, just questions basically on um, on how this uh, changed departments around for the better. And uh, we'll be right back after the break. Please stand by. Hello. Hello. All right. We're back. Uh, round two of the North Hollywood shootout. Um, before we get back to my conversation with Nate over here, I want to touch on a couple of other important stats. Uh, police later said the bank robbing duo may have struck another San Fernando Valley bank branch before the North Hollywood incident. Surveillance shows a well-armed unidentified bank robbery suspect during a holdup in May of 96. The images were released to the FBI to unsolved mysteries. There are many similarities between the bank robberies in 96 in the Valley area and the botched robbery and shootout in North Hollywood. Um, the Los Angeles Police Department became B&B's most visible customer during the notorious Hollywood shootout when cops borrowed semi-automatic rifles and shotguns from the dealer. Uh, we've touched on that a little bit. Uh, B&B actually later auctioned off the guns and donated the pro- proceeds to the LAPD Memorial Fund. Which is awesome. Yeah, B&B um, seems like pretty good. Country. It is, yeah. You know, when I researched them a little bit, they went out of business. Um, oh. 
but I think it well, had to it do is LA. <laughs> it is LA. Not not the best place to have a gun store in the in the world, but I think it was a uh, mutual internal problems that mm-hmm. put them out. Uh, the, um, and then I made Nate watch this a little bit earlier. The Paletto score. Um, for those of you that play GTA, um, and those that, who do not know what GTA is, that's Grand Theft Auto, um, a video game. They have a bank heist in bomb suits. Um, so basically, it looks almost just like the Hollywood robbery police shootout. Uh, we attached a YouTube link as well if you'd like to see that. Except for they added head protection in this one. Uh, grenade launchers, Gatling guns, and way more firepower. So the, uh, the video game, they were definitely uh, suited up and ready to shoot. Um, all right, so, uh, so basically some questions for you, Nate. Um, what do you think uh, of the entire situation? Like, so basically, if this were to happen now, as opposed to 1997. Um, what do you think? Um, obviously, the changes would be firepower is one. Uh, but what, what are your thoughts on it? I mean, I think that <clears throat> you'll, I would like to see, because granted, my experiences and my current position, um, I'm able to see that the patrol rifle program for my department is not exactly probably where it should be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that could just be a, um, a logistical thing where like that they're either a not the officers aren't getting the training in them and not getting the equipment they need but so all officers are trained in assault rifles so no no that's what i'm saying they're they're not oh they're not so they're not all trained with it so and like i said i for the agency that i work for um there is a it's not not i know that not everybody has it um so i'm going off of that fact that let's say you have I knew that there are some agencies that allow officers to purchase their own and bring them in and qualify with them and carry them on the streets. Oh, wow. Um, there you can are, buy your own? You can buy – some agencies allow that, yeah. Huh. So, But granted, I think they put out – the department will put out some kind of a standard and say, hey, we'll authorize the purchase of either this one or this one. Or they might just say, hey, we're only allowing you to carry this, this certain uh, rifle. Okay. And then if you're like, hey – I'd like to have a rifle in my car, you know. Where do you keep them? In the trunk? So there are trunks. You can have them. I've seen them at, uh, like, they'll have them. There's there's a lot of different um, ways to secure them. Yeah. I mean, I've seen them up on, like, up, like around the center console. They'll be sitting upright. So oh, okay. Just sitting there. You know, they'll see them back if they have a cage car. It might be sitting in a rack, kind of like a gun rack, like in a truck would be. Oh, okay. You in know, back. back there. But, like, in the trunk, like, uh, I know I keep mine in my uh, lockbox in my trunk. So it's locked in the vehicle. Then it's in another... And another box, box. Yeah. For, you know, uh, and that's more or less anti-theft, you know. Put that next to the grenade launchers. I don't have a grenade launcher. But, um, <laughs> in Grand Theft Auto, they got grenades. In Grand Theft Auto, I can, <laughs> yeah. can, can I get a I mean, anyway, but yeah, so I think today most officers or most departments would be better equipped, but knowing that not every officer has a rifle, you know. Right. So. Um, and it, I'm. Most most officers wear body armor now, though, right? They should. <laughs> I mean, right. But, but back but, in 97, I don't think all, they were, yeah. all of them had I mean, it on, right? That's even, what I noticed. Yeah, and even with my department, I, I noticed there's a couple, I guess you would call them old-timers, guys who just... Refused, just don't wear it. Just don't wear it, you know? And um, Which is crazy, because now it's lighter and it's, more I mean, it's, I mean, it's, it's still uncomfortable, yeah, obviously, I mean, right? And also, too, you always get the lowest bidder. It's not like your department's buying you the most... Ah. I mean... Let's, let's face it, I mean, same way the military works. You know, you don't ever get the most coolest high-speed stuff that uh, that is the most effective. It's the most cost-effective. Whatever know? they can buy. Right. What do I have to do f- for the liability reasons? Right. right? So back to uh, the Hollywood shootout. Mm-hmm. Um, when the So if this were to happen in Baltimore where we're at, 
you would be part of the SWAT team that would show up um, to the scene. When SWAT takes it, when they arrive at something like that, so they kind of take over the entire so, mess? Um, I would say yes and no. I mean, like it, it's by definition, it's going to be, a, I guess, a tactical deployment of it. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I would say that on paper, yes, the SWAT team or the SWAT team commander would assume control of the situation. Right. But at that, I mean, like I said, back then they weren't calling it an active shooter. You know, they were just saying, hey, this is a bank robbery. Now they're shooting. But if you think about it, by definitions, that's that's still an active shooter. He's at, those two are actively engaging people. Yeah, they're the not street. robbing anymore. Right. And they're just shooting. Firing. They're just shooting everybody and anybody trying to get out, you know. Wow. And so then it's it's kind of like the all, Hail Mary. Like, hey, everybody and anybody who's able to come in and help. Like you said, you had, what, 300 some officers responding yeah, to this. Yeah, but at that point, you got a traffic jam. You do, but at the same time, I mean, it's the same thing that's going to happen when the active shooter down at uh, whatever school it is, you know? Right. You're going to have everybody and their mother coming to help out. Yeah. But unfortunately, like this one, it wasn't, they weren't confined in an actual location. They no, they're were, moving. They're moving, but also, too, is all of these officers, nobody could match their firepower, you know? At, the, at they, this point, though, they're putting snipers up on roofs and things like that? Or? I mean, you would want to, yeah. I mean, I mean, you wouldn't even, I mean, like I said, uh, getting an elevated position would be beneficial, but I mean, this is one of those ones where it's like, get, just put them down quick, put them down quick. Like there's no setting up a, um, I guess you want to say like a, a perimeter and there's no, I mean, like I said, this was, I mean, you had cops going into gun stores begging for help and hey, give me what, give me what you got. Right. So, but, um, which leads me back to the SWAT question again, is there, um, tools that you guys have besides so, um, assault weapon? I mean, you don't got to go into full detail, but what other uh, things? So what you, makes us different? Like, yeah, exactly. What tools so, do you have? <laughs> all right. So, I mean, we have the standard, I don't want to say standard cause that's not, but we have AR, we have an AR platform. Um, and, um, we do have snipers within our, to have larger, higher caliber weapons. But mm -hmm. I mean, for the AR would be perfect for this scenario. You know, it's, it has a high capacity magazine, you know, um, and you could drive right up in that armored truck thing. You guys, you could, too, but right? then you have to remember somebody has to go pick that up. So we're not, I mean, time is of the essence. We don't have time. I mean, somebody might be delegated to go get it, but uh, right. while what, not the whole team goes in and gets in and comes out, they're all just like in their video. Yeah. I think I'm they thinking had, like everybody just rides in it. <laughs> no, I mean, like there are certain scenarios where, like I said, something that doesn't have a, uh, that high of a demand for a rapid response, right? You could do that. But like I said, if you watch the, one of the many videos, um, I think you have the three officers, I believe they are swatting. They're rolling up in like shorts and like sneakers. I think if you notice, I saw that. Yeah. And like, they're probably, they're probably maybe working out or at a barbecue or whatever. Maybe they're off. Hey, this is going on. They're running in. They're just grabbing the essentials, you know, maybe a, a some Best. form of body armor, some, right. but mainly the weapon, you know? Yeah. Um, and I noticed no helmets on any of the guys either. Like for headshots or oh, you mean for the bad guys? Well, for the yeah, actually for both the bad most, guys. Most helmets, everything are, but their head. Most helmets. Yeah, like I said, I'm not a a ballistics expert. I'm not a gear expert. But most helmets usually aren't meant for um, rounds. They're more for like shrapnel and like uh, you know. I mean, granted, I've I've known a couple. I've seen like rounds penetrate, but I think most rounds will just penetrate right through the. Especially a rifle round will go right through a, a, a pretty standard kevlar helmet huh. you know and that's air quotes because i don't know what the what composites are making up because i mean especially in this industry with technology and the more the longer we're in it technology just gets better things get stronger things get lighter you know right and but the main question to answer your question was is like as 
an officer that's in a SWAT team is that we get the training. That's more or less it. You get a more tactical mindset, I would say, of, you know, kind of, um, like I said, it's, it's a more aggressive posture as most police officers get, you know. Yeah, now they're more tactical. Right. And like I said, yeah, I mean, I don't like more using militarized. The word, like, is that the word I, you want to I, say? I don't, and it, yes and no. That's I mean, a positive like and I said, it, thing, right? It, it's just that you're giving the officer an aggressive stance, you know, right? Like as to uh, most officers when they engage, like a patrol officer, they're drawing the weapon usually in self defense, you know. Mm-hmm. But in this area, in this situation, those officers with the rifle need to go on the offense and be aggressive. Right. You got to be the guy running into the boat. Right. I'm not saying that the patrol sir. guys weren't doing it. It's just from a normal day-to-day patrol officer who's handling his calls and doing that, the SWAT guys are a lot of time to train to work on those um, certain skill sets. I got gotcha. you. Okay. Um, so next question. Uh, so during that time, everybody had 9 millimeters and 38s. Obviously, 38s aren't used anymore. Um, not that I've ever seen, maybe a detective carries one mm-hmm. or something, but so everybody went nine millimeter and then they went up. Um, I saw a lot of agencies, they went to like a 40 caliber and then like a 45, mm-hmm. but then you see everybody just kind of back to a nine millimeter now. That's yeah. a lot of, uh, so what a lot of our guys carry anyway, I've noticed. Um, well, I think actually for most, uh, departments around here, including mine part, we're still at a 40. Oh, you guys are at 40. We're at 40. Now. Like I said, not an expert in this at all, because actually a lot of times it, I see some guys arguing about we should go to this caliber, we shouldn't. Truthfully, at the end of the day, I really don't care, me personally. I mean, wouldn't it be whatever you're more accurate with? Well, that's that's the argument I think with the nine mil. And like I said, I mean, I know like there are gun guys out there listening to this, and we are more than happy for you to critique me on this. Like I said, it's not my field of expertise. Yeah, that's uh, Nate but, at higherpolice.com. Right. And, want, I, and I welcome. Like I said, I'm, I'm the one telling you. This is just me and my experience. Is that is like I said, is I. I I don't get involved in a lot of those conversations because number one is like, I, I, at the end of the day, it's, I'm, it's not my field. I really don't care. And right. Like, I mean, they're going to issue it to me. That's fine. And then I'll, all right, I'm going to train with what I get issued. Now, if you said, Hey, do you want this one or that one? Then I'll make a pick. You don't but get to choose. I don't get to choose. No. But I think that there is actually a decent push. Uh, Cause I think, I think most law enforcement goes off of what the FBI does. It's kind of like, cause they're the, they're the federal, you know, they're the higher that oh, they follow. Their so they, yeah. So they have the, I mean, they have the funding, they have the, the means to test everything. So I think they've done ballistic. I've, I've been into a couple of ranges where they've done ballistics neck or ballistics tests for rounds next to one. And I think that they said that like initially, I think the 40 was considered supposed to be like, Oh, it's a better stopping power. But I think that they proven that the nine mil now with technologies is basically equal, you know? Right. And so, um, it depends on the ammo you're it's shooting. Great, it, it, all these things come into factor. Like I said, you get a ballistics expert here to talk about this. I'm pretty sure they could talk about days about. But my understanding, yes, it has less recoil than nine mil, you know, as opposed to the forty. Um, so I think that well, your, I just know for me, I, sh- I shoot a nine millimeter be, way better than right. I can shoot a forty. So you're, I think your marksmanship will increase a little bit better. Um, right. And also, too, I, I actually like a twenty-two. Sweet twenty-two. A twenty-two <laughs> is very. I mean, just that's, that's the whole premise behind the AR-15. No kick at all. You yeah, know? that's true. Yeah, I mean, no kick at all. Yeah, I'm very accurate with a 22. But <laughs> so like my, I said, so I think kids. <laughs> I know my um, my department and most departments around here have kind of gone into uh, the, um, the. We're still 40. I think there is talk about nine mil. What about um, extra bullets or always? Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, is there like a uh, is there an average what people carry? So, um, I mean, I'm obviously, not, SWAT's going to carry more than right, a regular we, patrol yeah, guy. But are. you know, like the old western where they have like magazines like all strapped all the way around them. Yep. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Um, so this is actually it's, 
actually makes good conversation is that uh, I know um, there are some departments out there that actually restrict the amount of rounds an officer can carry. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, and I, I could see their point from like, hey, if there was a shooting, right? And the officer's like, I only shot this many times. And they're like, well, do a round count. And if it's round counts off, it's like, well, hold up. Do you have extra rounds that you're carrying with you? Or did you not shoot as many as you said you, said you did? You know what I mean? Oh. So I could see that part of it. But at the same time, I think it's very, I mean, look at this situation. You're telling me. You would have been out of bullets. I'm not going to say what my department says that we're supposed to carry. Right. But let's say whatever that number is. And then let's say I'm involved in something like this and I can't get to a rifle. It's like, well, now you've limited that officer. It's kind of their fault. Well, I mean, it's it's it, it sucks. You right. know I mean? Because, I mean. You never want to run out of ammo in a gunfight. You know? Never want to run out of ammo. No. But, um, but yeah, there are uh, – me personally, I mean, I like the the one is none, two is one kind of rule. So with that, it's always, hey, let's never have – So at least two. At least two. I mean, that's, that's what I'm saying. It's like oh. whenever you're planning, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So – One is none. If it, I know if, what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. So right. I'm like, uh, <laughs> more rounds is always better because you never know. I mean, you'd rather have them and not need them than need yeah. them and not have them. I just didn't know if there was like a regular amount. No, there, there are. There are. There is a – I'm not going to get into specifics. Well, for LA, you wouldn't know anyway, well, I right? don't know, but I know right. for my department there is a standard number. There is a regulated number that we're supposed to have. And now we have more than that, but that is probably due to so the So there's a minimum number. There is a minimum number. Yes. And then the most but of the, your magazines all carry, or because you can get extended ones, you can get. Yeah, I mean, you have the standard, th- I don't want to say standard, but the high capacity mag, I guess you're going to call it. I don't like, so I just say, I think a standard magazine's 30, you know, but some states don't allow that. So I'm pretty sure LA does not, you know. 30 rounds. Yeah, that's yeah. a lot. Of, that's a lot so, of um, you know, you just got to, I mean, 30, and if you're carrying at least, you know, let's say three or six, whatever you're, I mean, but when you're firing, I mean, in a gunfight such as that one, if you, I mean, this guy's putting that many down at you, I mean, you got to be able to at least fire back. Which leads me to my next one. Okay. How come you didn't think they named, aimed for their head? Well, or do you think they did and they, it's so, just a hard target to hit? That's like, a, that's a, that's, I feel I, like that's a regular citizen question. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's shoot a, him in the leg. Yeah, why didn't you shoot him in the hand? Shoot well, him in the foot so he can't run away. So first of all, I would say the first answer to that is that officers aren't trained to shoot people in the head. They're not. Right. They're officer. And I'm, I would, you know, I'll, I'll say this and I can correct me if I'm wrong, uh, listeners, but most and I would say all departments. That train, was from Jack from Chicago, by the way. Jack, man. <laughs> I, I like it, Jack. Keep, keep, Jack keep, said, shoot him in the foot. Keep him sharp, Jack. Keep, <laughs> keep him sharp. Is that all departments train to shoot center mass. Why? Because it's the biggest target. Right. And we're not shooting. You're only shooting to incapacitate, you know. So. Yes, um, in this scenario where they had full body armor, and now we do train. Like I know myself, and um, like with the SWAT team, and I do know that. I think that they do have a, a course. Do you guys of, train for that? Yes, we do. You do. We specifically train for the head, but you're SWAT. We are SWAT, like I said. But I do believe, like, so you have like your standard qualification course that patrol goes through, that everybody goes through. That right. just says, hey, that's what the state says you have to do through to keep your your credentials that's the, one, the once right. a year training right? exactly and there, that's another thing we can touch on too is why you shoot the head well the, most officers only qualify once a year once a year right right and it's very calm controlled it's target shooting you know and it, they're training center mass right but there are there are a couple courses out there and i know like um I'm like that they'll they'll throw in there hey this next course of fire we're gonna throw out a scenario and act accordingly and they'll be like 
okay, suspect with a gun and you shoot them. Then suspect with body armor. Well, that is the key you to, hey, you've shot, you fired into their chat, you fired center mass, you realize your rounds are not having effect and you now have to make a decision. Do I either aim for the lower, like the abdomen lower where the body armor wouldn't cover mm-hmm. or groin area, or do I aim for shoot the head? Nuts. You shoot them at, well, I mean, <laughs> you know, hopefully, like I said, at the end of the day, maybe you hit a, hit the spine and, and you take them out, you know? Right. That's going to be mo- terrifying though, shooting, actually shooting somebody and nothing happening. Yeah, I, I I would imagine that's probably very terrifying. Or like, wow. oh, there's more than one. Okay. Or you know, you, you hit somebody that's high on something, and they just they well, keep the, coming. The whole PCP thing. Yeah, I mean, these guys, are, and that's where it's like. I mean, it's the same concept when people you see officers trying to take someone into custody with just their hands, and it's just not working. And then next, you know, it's like, well, I mean, I'll be the first person to tell you is like. Size plays a role, but I've seen some little wiry guys. If you don't want to be taken into custody, you have to use force to get that person in. Yeah, of course. All these little yeah. wrist locks and everything, they only work when the person's kind of like the, no, I refuse to leave. It's like, okay, buddy, come on, come on. I'm going to walk you out of here, you know. And, but when you get a person who's actively fighting you and you're – doesn't care if you break And the arm. officer, I mean, it never looks good when the officer's throwing blows back. But sometimes, I mean, it's – What's the best way to get rid and knock this guy? Not knock this guy out, but that's what you're looking for. You got to hit like you tried the, the wrist job. locks. You, you know, you, you got to hit him in the button. You know, part of the job. But the headshots thing. Um, why didn't they do it? Those officers could have been doing it, but you're you're being fired at with a, a um, an AK style rifle, and they're firing back with nine mils. You know. Yeah. I mean, so they're it, more ducking than they are shooting. A hundred percent. Yeah, which I don't blame them. Yeah. You know? Um, let me see. Next question. This was from Nick in England. Um, all right, this one, this one I like. I love Nick. Uh, this one is, uh, this leads me to a comment I read that most cops claim far greater knowledge of guns than they actually possess. Um, she said, matter of fact, I would assume that most cops have a combination of apathy, ignorance, and contempt about firearms, which was also one of the, looked like one of the comments from the threads I was reading as well is, um, a lot of cops say they know about guns and don't, is that like a, I would agree with that. Yeah. yeah. My experience, I mean, like I said, I'll, I'll tell you, first of all, I was like, I'm I know not a, a lot gun. of cops that don't know anything yeah. about guns. I'll tell you right now, I'm not a gun expert. I mean, the guns that I'm proficient with are the ones that I practice with. Right. Um, and that's, I mean, I like other guns. I like guns. I like shooting them. Um, but I would say, yeah, you, a majority of the officers out there, I mean, I can tell you some stories. Um, I mean, I know my father was a terrible shot. Right. I mean, and that's what I said. Most times they're just there. And he was a cop. They're just, like I said, you're you're teaching your basic patrol officer to aim center mass, the big target. And they train them once a year. Train them once a year. And it's, it's, it's sad. It's, it's not enough. They need more. Yeah, and, that's, sure. and I would say that's nationwide because you're, we, you're leaving it up to them to go, Hey, you should probably go out and practice. Right. This. And it's, it's, I mean, like I said, this is their profession, just like a, any other profession, you know, you should be a, I, I want to say an expert, profession, but I understand. I mean, like I, said, I did patrol. I mean, it sucks, you know, or at least practice a couple of times yeah. a year, right. With, with your service yeah. weapon. Right. But most cops, I know that they half time. They did. They, they're not gun experts and they probably only know the one gun they have. And that's well, especially even, if you're in Baltimore, you don't get any time off anyway. Right. But I do know, <laughs> but I, on the other hand, I do know the numbers a lot less, but I do know guys who are pretty up the, excuse me. They're pretty knowledgeable, and I would say, yeah, they are they are a gun expert. Like, I would go talk to them about something if I didn't know. The SWAT guys, they train monthly with weapons, I would assume, right? Or quarterly, at least? Yeah. Oh, no, yeah, definitely monthly. I mean, usually, like, on paper, I mean, if on a when there's nothing else going on, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're usually at the range at least twice a week. Oh, well, you know, good for you guys. So, but, yeah, but like I said, but that's hey, just on paper. On, yeah. It's not on paper, gotta, so a lot of times I guess. stay on point. 
well, just like anything else, you know, you want your um, your electricians working on electrical work. You want your plumbers working on the you know, plumbing issues, you know. Yeah, no, I get it. In case they get two bank robbers with highly um, <laughs> highly armed with body right. armor and automatic machine guns, we need you guys to take them out. Yep. I think only um, what did I have to add to this? I, you know, I was doing some research and I'm like, I go to the bank all the time. What should I have if I'm not carrying a gun with me? You know, like what's a regular person to take? Um, you know, and, and um, while I was looking at it, I, I always forget, you know, mace is an option. Um, you know, mace is legal uh, for pretty much most of the United States. Anybody over 18 can carry it. Mm-hmm. That might be something that you can carry, especially for women in a purse. I feel like they should always carry something like that. Um, you know, stun guns um, before I know D.C., you couldn't have them in Baltimore. They couldn't have them. But now you can carry a small stun gun as well. I feel like these are certain little things you can carry. Like, yeah. I don't know. I don't carry a purse. Like, I don't think I'm going to put, uh, you know, pepper spray on my. Uh, oh, yeah. My briefcase. <laughs> it's not a purse. Thank you. It's a it's a man bag. It looks fancy. <laughs> it's, it looks, it looks fancy. it's a fancy man bag. I like uh, yeah, but I don't take that into the bank. I take my keys in. I got you. Now, maybe I put like a little bit of mace on there on my keychain that I would carry. Um, you know, I mean, I don't you just got to remember about mace. Like, I, mean, like I know that. there's different uh, potencies out there. Not like a bear mace. <laughs> like, I mean, things with the big hands. I just know, them. like, like I said, me as come in law enforcement. Anytime Mace is deployed, everybody's getting it. Like, everybody's I, mean, you, getting it. I mean, not like everybody you hit, but like, like me. If I'm deploying it, it's coming back. And like, you, right. you're, I mean, once you mace the person too, you got to take them into custody. Well, if you're talking from a civilian's aspect, I'm so, just saying to get away. Yeah, like, no, I mean it's true. Yeah, you know, no, I'm not going to say no to it. I mean, it's definitely yeah. a tool to think about. I'm just saying, you know, if I'm in a bank, maybe once or twice a week, and I'm just thinking, if you make somebody, my mind it might come back on you. Now you're blind too. Oh, you're right. That's why I was telling my wife. I was like, make sure you know which way to point. Right, exactly. Like, and stand downwind, well, especially if you're outside. It, it, it's at the uh, once again, like I said, it's just like a firearm. You know, you know, anybody can go ahead and buy it, but if you don't practice using it, right, the first time she pulls out that mace and it's right in her own eye, you know, or. Yeah. How, when's the last time that mace like i bought you that mace five years ago right it's the it's same mace. date on it just like everything it, else right and it, you go to use well, it you, you told me that with the medical stuff i forgot that the medical stuff though and the, everything, and the yeah. classes that we teach mm-hmm. the tourniquets the yeah. the chest seals everything that you teach people how to use mm-hmm. and, you know it's got a date on it and i gotta remember to tell that to people just yeah. you know and that's why we put the dates on the bags just like uh you know just yeah. as I mean, a lot of the stuff that can be used past the date, but I mean, that's just, that's a money thing. I mean, I mean, I look at it, some of it could be a money thing where they want you to renew, but also too, especially when you start getting in touch, I'm not a chemist. Mm. I don't know what the the chemical composites are that are in some some of the the hemostatic galls, like the blood clotting things. I don't know if a date affects that, Right. but like I said, I mean, that's why. If it's got a date. If it's got a date, I mean, mean, the the company's going to tell you to replace it and that's what they're probably going to stand behind. I gotcha. All right. Well, that's our uh, that's our um, input on the North Hollywood shooting. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed the show. Uh, we thank everyone for listening. That's going to wrap us up for today. We'd like to thank our research assistant, Bobin Park, for gathering up all the facts for us. Thanks, Bobin. Thank you. Uh, media credits and keeping us organized today. Remember, you can always email us questions or story ideas to social at higherpolice.com. And our website is www.higherpolice.com. Or find us on Twitter at Higher Police. If you're looking for the best in training or physical security, please keep us in mind. We cover the Baltimore, D.C., Virginia, and South Florida areas. We offer in-office medical group training, trauma kits for the home, office, or kitchen areas, building site evaluation, armed guard training, and physical site and personal security. At Higher Police, we only work with the best in the business, and so should you. Follow our podcast at hashtag Yellow Tape. 
Thanks everybody for listening and have a safe day. Thank you.